episode of Dropkick Basement, uh, the show where we tackle the old uh, and the new and kind of try and rewrite a little bit of wrestling history every step of the way. Um, my name is Mike Madden. I am your, uh, I guess by de facto, you know, kind of your host <laughs> here on this one. Um, and I've got my partner in crime, uh, Tommy Schultz. Give me close, Tommy Schultz. Uh, Tommy, how we be? Uh, how we be this evening? We'd be good. We'd be good. Have a, an interesting topic at hand, so um, we do. Yeah, we we'll we, we gave the we gave the the listeners a bit of a uh, a bit of a teaser at the end of uh, of our last episode, which was pretty great. That uh that WWF New Japan uh, breakdown of 1996, building that card. If you didn't listen to that episode, you guys are uh, you got rocks for brains, as uh, as Mongol McMichael used to say. Um, <laughs> But uh, today we are, uh, we're going to just do a, a kind of a general discussion and back and forth about the, uh, the worst valets in uh, pro wrestling history. Um, and in this case, like, uh, when we think about the valets, uh, my mind always goes to, yeah, they're at ringside. Uh, some of them are very effective and uh, play the heel role very well, or uh, enhance the you know the their male wrestlers or and sometimes their female wrestlers uh, whole act a little bit more, and then some are bad valets that don't really bring enough to the table to justify putting them on the road and getting them to television <laughs> every week. Uh, back in the uh, in the days in the current days or in the old days of pro wrestling, um, so uh, we're just kind of gonna you know there's no real list there's no real format to this. I think we're just gonna uh, to throw some names back and forth, discuss them, and uh, and maybe tear them apart. So uh, let's let's get after it. Let's uh, right. let's get into it. You got one off the top of your head, Tommy? That, that you right, want to so like start off when with? I, when I was thinking of worth valets, like you said, it's like people that. Like my interpretation was more so like you didn't add anything, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's kind of the point of a manager is to either be a mouthpiece or have some sort of redeemable quality. And more likely than not, it's for a heel because if you're not going to be a mouthpiece, you're going to have to do some dastardly things. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, to help out. Uh, so the first one that it was literally the first one that I could think of. Um, major guns. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is funny because she wasn't. Well, yeah, I think they turned her heel at one point, and she was with the Canada I don't group, know what she was, but she was with the Misfits in Action, right? The, like, the Misfits in Action, which all time oh, terrible, stable. awful stables. Uh, uh, huge erection. Uh, uh, God damn. <laughs> Sergeant but, Stash and, and Lieutenant and, uh, Loco and Lieutenant then Major Loco. Guns. I yeah. think, and, and I believe that um, for whatever reason, 
GI Bro. Uh, oh yeah, Booker T made an appearance. They ruined. They ruined match. a few months of uh, <laughs> of Booker's Hall of Fame double Hall of Fame career. Uh, although but, maybe maybe he makes it as a triple Hall of Famer if the uh, the oh, Misfits yeah, in Action <laughs> ever get the nod. Um, but I mean. Tylee and Buck, as we would in later days uh, learn uh-huh. to, to know of her, who, was, who uh-huh. had some, um, I would say, more um, formidable work in her oh, later oh. days. That's a good way to put it. I would also say pornographic would be <laughs> another accurate. She, she, she might have had one or two run-ins with Palpinas. That's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but never let it be said. I don't, I don't, I don't, rem- I mean, I'm sure that she spoke at some point. I don't remember it. I don't, yeah. I honestly. And I, I think, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, if I'm not mistaken, she did turn heel and join Team Canada. She was team with Canada. Team Canada with yeah. uh, the. That's exactly what happened. Which was also like the run of a lifetime for Lance Storm. Uh, yeah. Who, of everybody in that like 2000, 2001 WCW fucking landstorm was a star 100 percent. and they were like let's put a bunch of goofy bullshit around him jim duggan's gonna turn heel and become a canadian man (laughs) he was like a janitor or something they had uh mike awesome was like uh his heater and yeah and he had like elix skipper was in that group because he was uh he was canadian too i guess and then they were like (laughs) you know what's really gonna tie this room together the big titty girl that we have sitting in the back <laughs> that only shows up with huge erection. So let's get her onto the Canada team, right? Oh yeah. man, like But yeah, she was she was dull for even a girl Useless. with enormous Useless. enormous breasts that was like <laughs> she's so bad at just standing there and clapping. And yeah, that's all that's essentially all she was there yeah, for. And she yeah. didn't even do that well. A little bit of low blow action. That was uh, I'm sorry. Um not that kind of blow action, but low <laughs> blow action. Uh, but yeah, just, yeah, I think, so I had a note on mine that, that just said like though any of those like later day WCW girls were, were all fucking bad. Oh yeah. You could, you can kind of like couple them all. Medasia, uh, Medasia with Scott Steiner. Um, you had, uh, who was it? Asia. That short yes, uh, bodybuilder girl that they were going to make into like the new China, yeah, uh, um, and they cleverly called her Asia. Fucking Vince Russo, you <laughs> suck. Um, they had uh, they brought in. I mean, Kimono Wanalea was was with like the Varsity Club as yes. like a cheerleader type, and and then she was also with uh, the Young Dragon. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and even um, Charmel, who did good mm-hmm. shit with Booker later on uh, when she was with the artist formerly she was known with as Paisley I believe yeah she was, was. Paisley with uh, like, uh, like a bunch of they just did, they were just there but none of found, them none of them knew how to do shit exactly that was the thing is like none of them could none of them could work first of all yeah second yeah. of all I don't know that they had any sort of training prior to that whatsoever so it was just minimal it was it it was just like let's so, so i think it was vince russo just trying to be like let's throw out scantily clad women yeah. on television and that will get ratings that's yeah guys that's love girls 
yeah. bro, guys love girls with boobs and blonde hair. Um, just awful. And uh, yeah, yeah, and again, like they might have signed him the contracts to be like you know, eventually trainees. He fucking shoved them in the ring too. Like all of these oh, girls yeah. had terrible matches. And again, for all of the the terrible girls, they still had Elizabeth there. Uh, and they were making who, had, who wrestled who made yeah, the made I know they, they, they made Miss her Elizabeth wrestled arguably the best valet of all time they made one of the worst like they ruined her and made her oh wear fucking camouflage pants and wrestle um i'm not going to let russo off the hook because this is this is again it's a a trait of Vince Russo's where he uh and he did this a year or two earlier in WWF Oh my god! I think I know where you're. Going. Ryan Shamrock. Oh, that's not where I was going. Ken, Ken Shamrock's uh, sister. What a bad story! What a terrible story. Then she's with like Terry Runnels and uh, and Jackie and their PMS, yeah. and then she's with Palpinus, and she's pregnant or something with his like. Whoever said like, and and I still to this day like, I want to slap the first person who said pro wrestling is like a soap opera for males, because you fucking ruined it at that point. Because yep. then the writers of this show was like, it's a soap opera for males. It's a soap opera for males. So now we have to make soap opera storylines that don't appeal to males at all, like <laughs> girls getting pregnant, and make the women look like such fucking useless idiots who just get degraded and this this ryan shamrock thing was just such a fucking badly booked thing and it got so poorly booked that like ken shamrock was like banging her backstage like kayfabe he was with (laughs) her like behind the scenes and they were like well you kind of ruined our our thing like people might see you (laughs) too in public canoodling and we can't we have to fire her and they fucking fired her because she was like going out with Ken Shamrock, and it's like, all right, can't why did we? Your get, brother, man. Why did we? You can't. Um, <laughs> not even your kayfabe run. But <laughs> the whole idea is, you know, what point did she serve at any point? She couldn't cut a promo. No. They didn't even get her to the point where they put her in the ring. She nope. was just at. She was at ringside with a bunch of women. One of which, again... I don't even remember how they brought her into the fold. She was... It had something to do with, with Val Venus. And Val Venus was, like, in a feud oh, with Shamrock. that was it. And he hit, he, on like- the do- he hit on the daughter, I should say. The, the sister at ringside. And Ken Shamrock was, was like, you can't Ken- go out with him. Why and was Ken Shamrock's sister at ringside? Because she was the there to cheer place. on Ken Shamrock. Okay. She was. She got really. Oh, good. she was in the crowd. She was in the crowd. Right. Okay. She wasn't at like she wasn't beyond the. Barricade. And then Valvinus made a movie with her, right? Exactly. They made a movie together, and yeah. and you're off to the races with a bunch of like really bad like storyline acting. Also, you're in a feud with Valvinus. Please, you're the world's most dangerous man, and you're looking across the ring at from a the fucking porn star of pro wrestling with the towel around his waist. And the murder him. The finishing move is the money <laughs> shot. He had a clear money shot at killing a man in the ring, and he blew it. Um, so yeah, that's that's my Russo uh, contribute. Yeah, the we, I think we've <laughs> steamrolled a lot of the Russo women gonna, in this one. But when, um, when you said Vince Russo, I thought you were going to go with Barbara Bush. D- doesn't even register. She doesn't even she register was, to me. I believe. <laughs> I believe she was with. Um, 
the short-lived uh, beaver cleavage. Oh character. shit! That's right. That's right. <laughs> she was, and then she was. Uh, Barbara Bush was the. She was the. She was like an. Uh, like a. Fuck! What was she? Not a security guard. Like an EMT, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah it was Vince Russo. And they were like, "Oh, let's get her." You know, involved in the bikini. You yeah. know. Pudding matches yeah, she was in a, and shit. She was in a bikini or contest or like a, a pool, that like pool thing that they did or whatever the fuck I, it was. I, I don't want this to sound like good looking women shouldn't be anywhere near pro wrestling. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, that's that's another thing. It's like this is no indictment on. It's not. It's just. And too it's many good not, women. Too too many good looking women that don't belong the there. People. It's not yeah. even the 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 people portraying the character it's right yeah you can't you can't book this shit <laughs> right it's just it's not without logic and reason for that person being there and being on your tv show uh you you just can't say like one week here's barbara bush or bb or whatever i think they had to stop calling her barbara bush they had to call her bb yes, they did and yeah. it was like here she is and it's like why is she here yeah <laughs> where, where does she, she come from and how did this happen <laughs> And how soon can she leave? Like, <laughs> this this makes no sense to me. Um, and I, I, I'll actually piggyback. Uh, I'll, I'll stay in that same era. Uh, I, never a fan of the cat. Stacy Carter. It was a, f- a favorite of Jerry Lawler. It was a favorite of Jerry Lawler. I get it. Then she actually, like, worked as a manager in Memphis. So yeah. she had, like, heel tendencies and, and all the, all that good shit. My whole point, though, is that she was so you had Jeff Jarrett and Deborah, who Deborah's yes. great, by the way. Deborah was great. Deborah's great because she had attitude. She was dumb. She could talk. Too. She could talk. Right, but that, her mouth got her into trouble. Yep. And that's what you if you're going to have a, a an antagonist, the antagonist has to put their foot in their mouth every once in a while and and get somebody's got to get the comeuppance on her. But then they were like, well, she needs an assistant. And now we're going to just slap the cat in as her assistant, Miss Kitty, as her assistant, just so fucking pervy Jerry Lola could go, kitty, 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 kitty. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, well, Jeff Jarrett flew the coop. Who is she with now? China? And she's yeah, China's slave? She just looks like China. <laughs> <laughs> and she put on a wig and she looks like China. And now we're calling her, she grew up to be the cat. And then it was like it. It just became like they started like shoehorning her into like the women's division, and mm-hmm. she was won the women's title by taking her shirt off. And yeah, at that point it was like, a it's it's one of the like the least compelling times when it comes to women's wrestling. Oh, it's probably about the bottom of the barrel. But you also look at a couple of the girls that they had on roster at the time. Uh, that you know again, China's under under contract and she's starting to work women's matches yeah ivory ivory's there jackie, jackie. moore's there you had a, you had a few i think that tory girl was pretty good in the ring like you had the make again you're not it's not like 12 girls deep but you had the makings of like here's four girls we could have matches with and they could get involved with the storylines we don't have to dumb it down with the cat versus terry runnels and instead of leaning into let's like present the women like we're presenting the men as like mm-hmm. 
formidable competitors that just have this lady jump in a pool and show her tits. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, oh, there's a pillow fight. Let's have the pillow fight match now. Yeah, and it's ridiculous. And let's let's get that that. But again, like I you know, I don't I don't mean to shit on the person that is the cat or Miss Kitty or Stacy yeah. or whatever. But she just to me she never served the purpose. She was great looking. No, not gonna take away in the beauty department from her. Of course. But I'm not gonna give her any credit in the uh, useful person department. So uh, that's somebody that I had written down in my notes as well. So uh, what else do you got? All right. So let's just for a second stray away mm. and uh, talk about some use- useless men so that it doesn't <laughs> sound as if we're just shitting we're all just, over Yeah, taking, women. taking the women uh, down. Because that is not the point of this. It's not the point it of just, this podcast, no. Um, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's not. Uh, so let's go with Max Muscle. <laughs> okay. Um, for the listeners who don't know uh, what Max Muscle is all about, please um, share some of your uh, your your notes so or fond memories Max of Max Muscle. Was essentially DDP's heater that mm, never yeah. actually <laughs> heated anything up. He, never, he, he just kind of stood around. He never got physical. Um, yeah. Yeah. He was. You want to talk about useless. This is a guy that I don't know had ever said a word on camera. Mm-hmm. You're right. Never got physically involved in matches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was just a jack dude that came out with DDP when DDP was, like, in his, like, uh, very odd stage of just, like, being super glittery, coming out with the, the cigars. The cigar, and... and he had a million rings, and it was just an outlandish character and they're like you know what this who at that time DDP is just beginning to wrestle he's coming mm-hmm. off of being a manager himself and he's starting to get good and he's starting yeah yeah and they're like you know what this guy who's a manager who used to be a manager who could talk <laughs> and could get in the ring and do good stuff mm-hmm. you know what he needs a, a jacked guy who does nothing a big mute to stand behind him <laughs> He was, he was Jason. If Jason had <laughs> yes. no charisma, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good-looking giant human being that just is just gonna be, uh, just slightly behind Dallas and a little bit taller. Uh, and it was like at the time where they have DDP feuding with like Dave Sullivan. Well, I think if I remember correctly. The story was wasn't like he won the lottery or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's one hundred percent. So yeah, he lost all of his money. He lost all. He was garbage Dallas page. And then like, <laughs> and then he was like homeless. They were doing vignettes of him being like homeless on the side of the road. And then a mysterious limousine pulls up alongside of him and was like, "Get in." And then he like comes out the next week on TV and he's like rich. He's yeah. got his money back. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, what the fuck happened? No yeah, one, right. You're not going to explain this. Was there a casino here? in that car? Did he did he gamble and win all of his money there? Oh, man. What, what a horror. Well, it's what a horrible time in WCW, but, like, seriously, one of the most useless manager yeah. valets that you could ever think of. Yeah, bodyguards. Uh, bodyguards for guys who, who don't necessarily need a body. Because Dallas is six foot seven. He's yeah. not... You know, and Max Muscle was like five ten. Yeah, he was he, yeah, jacked. Yeah, he was jacked to the but, gills. But yeah, 
Yeah, he's like, he's not put really him with put him with I don't know like anybody else. Someone that needs, you know, the the heat, yeah. the heater behind him. Yeah. Someone to do the dirty work because he literally never did anything. He, I don't think he ever wrestled a match. No. He he was a power plant guy. That's for sure. Yeah. For well, sure. Well, yeah, a hundred percent. And I think it was like they were like, "Well, you look good was, enough to be on television." So he was probably the third member of High Voltage that they were just <laughs> like he doesn't he doesn't quite have it in. All right, room, you so. two, you're in rage and chaos. Uh, we're gonna leave Max Muscle with Dallas for a little while and and see if he and, can and get he over was, that way. I, I can't. I can't even. I don't think that he was there more than six months. No, what's funny is uh, I think he ended up in the Dungeon of Doom. As who? For a little while, as like Max Muscle. Oh, I, I think they were. I think that. he stood around in the back of their promos after when oh Dallas like God. when Dallas turned babyface, and he started to get momentum. I think no, but that was after the Dungeon of Doom was gone. Was it? Wasn't it? Because mm. Dallas turned right Dallas turned babyface around ninety seven. The Dungeon of Doom had to be gone by then, right? Well, maybe they still- maybe it was more like when Dallas was getting over. They okay. were like, "Well, he's getting over now, and he's having matches with Eddie Guerrero, and he's having yeah, 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 yeah." yeah. He, they were fighting over the Battle Bowl ring and and all of that. I think they were like, "All right, well, we're elevating Dallas because he's good in the ring now, and he doesn't have to have the goofy outside interference from this this uh, barbell holder." Um, so let's put him in the back of the Dungeon of Doom, and he can uh, pal around with the shark and uh, yeah, the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure, oh, if, if I really stretch my brain, there's a lot of fucking flotsam on that team that uh, that you could have gotten rid of. Uh, but I, think, I can't believe that Lex Luger was in the Dungeon of Just sidebar. Yeah, but, I can't believe Lex Luger <laughs> was in the Dungeon of Doom. He was adjacent. He was more of a... He didn't have to have like... You know, uh, a, a ghoulish costume on. He was just like, <laughs> here comes Lex Luger. <laughs> here oh, he is. Jesus Christ. Vader's gone. Lex Luger's here. Um, so uh, I'll actually kind of piggyback on that because I did have one male that was on my list. Uh, also a bodyguard. Also a useless piece of shit. Um, in two different companies. Not a big fan of Virgil. Okay. Now... The only defense I can have for Virgil is early DiBiase. He was fine. It was a good story, although in hindsight, (laughs) maybe maybe not politically. Uh, Yeah, I think we're 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 touching on Uh, a little bit of a hot button issue here. Yeah, probably probably uh, not the best thing to do. Could you have Um, just left him in the vignettes and just been like Virgil's his chauffeur? Uh, and then when he's like in the ring and in the arena, like you don't need Virgil there. Yeah. Because DiBiase, because- there's the thing, like DiBiase was just as good when he got rid of Virgil as yeah. when he, when he had him or before he had him or before like, he there had was, him. Uh, there I mean, was, it was awesome before he had him. There was no, yeah, I get like, he just didn't add anything. He t- he's a guy to take a bump or a pinfall aside, aside from when they, uh, tried to do the baby face turn. Uh, I get that, like to him overcoming and winning the million dollar title. Like, yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. But as a as a um, as a valet, as or a pure valet, manager, yeah, 
awful. He was and he was even the worse. Yeah, even worse in WCW with the NWO because that's where he literally did nothing until they were like, "Let's split the NWO apart," and then it's like, "Well, um, we don't have enough guys on the Hollywood side that are." Uh, taking pinfalls or, or or looking foolish here, so then we have to like have Virgil in matches, uh, which I don't even remember. Yeah, he. I know it happened, but I like it's it. I think my brain wants to forget. <laughs> yeah, it should. <laughs> it should. Uh, you really want to get your mind blown uh, if you go back to and you can watch some of this stuff on YouTube. Uh, Memphis eighty five eighty six. He was uh, Soul Train Jones. Okay. And he was basically doing the... Uh, he came out to Living in America by James Brown. So, and he had the American flag shorts and the top hat on from Apollo Creed's Get Up in Rocky IV. Oh, shit. And he would dance around and he was like... I think he teamed up with Rocky Johnson. And, man, is he bad then? Like, oh, he's God. kind of at his rookie stage, but like... And nobody knew that. And like they, yeah, he was Virgil in WWF, but then it's like, that's the power of YouTube now. It's like you search yeah. and it's like you're watching a Memphis show and it's like, that kind of looks like Virgil. Um, <laughs> he's just as stiff as he was when he was wearing a tuxedo. Um, but he's in like, basically, he's dressed like Apollo Creed uh, yeah. or what would be future consequences Creed in TNA. And, you know, he just sort of like, just dances and, and is goofy and like thinks he has charisma and like oh boy like this guy probably isn't long for a career in pro wrestling fast forward like 30 years later and he's a cockroach he'll never go away <laughs> so. I much prefer meat sauce Virgil to <laughs> to manager Virgil so uh so yeah I, I I put Virgil in the uh in the pile of doom for uh for terrible valets um what do you what do you what else do you okay. have what do you got next so this is on. This is a bit of a uh, a callback to earlier mm-hmm. in our um, Palpinus talk. Um, ECW legend, uh-huh. uh huh, and probably Pornhub legend Jasmine Saint Clair. She's on my list too. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, Pornhub legend for sure. Uh, what what purpose did she serve? It was that was so that was in the I guess you would call like the the dying days mm-hmm. of ECW. Yeah, and it's just a grass bat trying to be edgy. Yeah. I think. Well, they had Jenna. Uh, they had Jenna Jameson for the like the. But that's a number. A pay per view or two, and she was the biggest. Top, <laughs> that's a top name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can't compare the two. This is what sucks about Jasmine Sinclair other than everything uh, and I use the word suck very liberally here um, she lasted so fucking long in pro wrestling after that started her own promotion was with the Blue Meanie was uh, just was a re- she wrestled right like uh, oh, I don't remember that she was an entity because she had she had porno money yeah so she was like she's basically like okay uh, if the rest of these bimbos, if these major guns of the world can't cut a promo, I think I can. And she was f- fucking so bad. Oh, she was horrible. So bad. Um, and she wasn't. And this is the first one that I will say, uh, not an attractive woman. 
I don't I don't get the appeal. Well, yes, I get the appeal. She's uh, got a lot of silicone and and she's enhanced to the uh, to the nth degree. But uh, but I just never really like I don't I never found her personality compelling enough to be like no you know what she's gonna do this week on ECW TV. What does she need to add to the Blue Meanie? She was you know I, I mean? she was going out with the Blue Meanie. Well, no, no, but I'm saying like if you're if you're thinking about you know the, oh okay. to his act yes yeah exactly yeah I um, guess it's because he lost all the weight he lost all the weight so this is I, again I'm so he became a little less funny. I, here's Maybe. the thing. I don't know. He was like they called him the blue boy then, and he was like a. I think they were like trying to get him over as like a ladies' man. Oh. And then it was like, well, or like maybe he was a goof was on it, the ladies' man, and then was it was he like with, uh, he's with Jasmine here, and was he with Whipwreck and Tajiri or something? There was I don't know. Was no, like he he was with um. Who was no no? Hmm. Who was he? Sinister he Minister was, was with those guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Who? God, was, who was the, the meaning was with like I don't know. He was with maybe Chris Chetty or somebody. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Or Nova came back and and they were no Nova and Chetty were together as a team. Yeah. I got to do my research off air on this one, uh, and I can't believe I'm saying that about the Blue Meanie <laughs> um, to try and figure out like the the through line of of what brought the uh the terrible act of jasmine sinclair in the pro wrestling um but yeah i think that was like that's what they were going for was like hey the blue meanie is a different person now like he's more cool and yeah, it makes he got, he got like lost a bunch of weight he lost and, a bunch of weight yeah. and you know he's not he was dressed in raven's like, goof jackets and yeah shit. he was you know oh, man uh it's it's his Bad. fault. It's his fault. Bad. It's all his fault. Fell in love with the porno girl, got her to hang around, and then they were like, "That's what happened." Then they did that on the indies for like five years, right? Like they were they were yeah. XPW people. She brought three PW, PW, yeah, and then she pissed off a bunch of the boys because she was you know fucking just a mark for herself and um shit like what a you know a, a terrible footnote in the world of rest, in the world of wrestling. I will Bad. tell you that. Um, I think I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna kind of bring it a little bit more into. Well, let's let's offshoot uh, spouses of uh, pro wrestlers that shoehorn themselves into the business. Uh, Rebby Sky, Matt Hardy's wife. Uh, if this is a video podcast, I, I like that your head's shaking right now. Um. <laughs> uh, brings nothing to the table. Is a no. fucking heat machine in a bad way. Uh, whenever she shows up on those, and again, like she was part of his act in like TNA, uh, yeah. like even before he was like the broken Matt Hardy that uh, that annoys us all with his non-bending knees and his his uh, inability to bump anymore. Uh, but also, like you know, still in pay-per-view matches. But uh, the it just never. You know, was an indie girl who could could wrestle a little bit, made a little bit money, hooked up with Matt Hardy, got a lot of Hardy money, was involved with all that online drama with those two when they were smacked out of their mind. And uh, and now she again, she shoehorns herself into this like broken universe, which is really played out at this point. Not for nothing. Might have been played out like after the second time that they did it. Um, But that's just me. That's that's my taste, uh, but just a bitch. I think just like comes across as a bitch, 
and uh, you know, I, I just I never saw the value in her. And the very little bit that I saw her at ringside, it was all about her, and it wasn't about the guy that was that she was managing in the ring or that she was seconding, whether it was Matt or whether it was anybody else. In her young career, she was just fucking useless. I don't, I don't know that I have much more to add to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah she's just. I mean, when you tie yourself to someone that big, you're gonna get opportunities that may not have come your way otherwise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that are then you're in way over your head. But then again, the added part about that is when you see her presence online and she's on Twitter and she's like getting into like these fights yeah. with fans defending him and defending like the business and, and, you know, and taking shots. And it's like, w- what part of it were you in? Like, where yeah. did I miss? Where was my, like, did I not watch wrestling for five years? And Rebby sky was where Charlotte flair is right now. Like in her brain, she's probably saying to herself, I was just as over as all those other girls. No, you weren't, yeah. you weren't even in their, their, in their hemisphere and their stratosphere at that time. Like, so get over yourself, get back to reality, realize that you're, you're married to a husband who made a ton of money in the business and still has a connection in some hypnotic way to pro wrestling that they can't fucking quit Matt Hardy or Jeff Hardy. Nostalgia, 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 uh, but stay on the sidelines and just collect the, the checks and raise. She's had 7 million kids. Like, they have fucking 12 kids all, like, I think they're all three years old at the same time. I think they they <laughs> aged weirdly, where, like, the one stopped aging so the other three could catch up. And nobody's been, uh, this is more uh, kind of just the way that I, my brain goes. <laughs> Nobody's, nobody in that family has had a haircut in, like, eight years. <laughs> and the dad's, a, the, the dad's a landscaper. Like, just get some hedge clippers and cut these fucking kids' hairs. The grandfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with the senior Wences or whatever the fuck his uh, name is, like, I don't, uh, uh, senior Benjamin. That's what the yeah, uh, that's it. Yeah, right. Yeah, tell him to give these kids a haircut and and you know maybe put some of the duct tape around her mouth. Uh, not a fan, in case you haven't noticed. I agree. I agree. I mean, I <laughs> I, I I really tapped out of those TNA days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I don't really remember her. So much as uh, his manager, yeah. as much as I remember her on Twitter, yeah. yeah, which is not not a fun time. Yeah, not good, not good. All right, um, what else you got on your list? Uh, all right, I got I got quite a few on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna try and keep it succinct. Okay. Okay, this one I don't even know. If, You'll, I mean, you'll probably remember. I don't know if anyone else re- will remember. The coach? Oh, John Tolis. Mr. Perfect? John Tolis. The Golden <laughs> Greek John Tolis. Yes, I do remember the coach. Like that short stint he had with oh. Mr. Perfect in... Uh, uh, yeah, why? 1991. 91. Why? Which Keenan was with him at the time. Why did you need a second manager? He handed off... Uh, he handed off Henning to to Tolis. I it was on like a brother love segment, um, and basically explained like uh, I think that was like Heenan was doing his whole like I'm retiring from being a manager. It was after Rude left the company, 
Yeah. And I think on a brother love, they were like, well, who's his manager? And then it's like the whistle starts blowing. It's like, oh, it's the coach. And everybody's like, what the fuck is the coach? He just showed up here and now he's going to be Henning's manager. Like, was the genius not available? We could give him a second run. Here's the other. This is the funny part. I think Tolis or the coach ended up like he was the early manager for the Beverly's, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that you bring so that when up, they yeah. brought the Beverly brothers in, who, again, maybe we should have just let those guys be the fucking destruction crew. Um, but that's for another time. Uh, but they, yeah, when the Beverly's came in, they were with Tolis, then immediately switched off to the genius. And I bet Henning was like, all right, well, I, yeah, Henning had the, the back injury. So yeah. that was basically like, that was the end of him for like two years as a wrestler. Yeah, that's when he went on the Lloyds of London. Thing. Well, yeah, yeah. Smart man. Um, but yeah, John Tolis was, uh, he was terrible. He was the first one to do the whistle. Um, yeah. and he, and he didn't do it like Fonzie where it was like a long extended one. It was more of like the short, like a Morse code almost. Uh, he was bad. I mean, I get you're not supposed to like him. I understand. Uh huh. Yeah. But not adding. (laughs) Go ahead. He was so fucking annoying. (laughs) Um, but here's my, this is in defense of John Tolis. He was a legend in the business. He was one of Blassie's biggest opponents in LA. Um, if they had said, Hey, we're going to bring in the golden Greek, John Tolis as John Tolis and not put a whistle in his mouth. It might've been like, Hey, we've got like a, maybe a good mouthpiece here. To become like an under, you know, an undercard manager. He didn't talk, but he didn't say a word. Yeah, other than blowing the he whistle and pointing to Henning or pointing to the Beverly's and being like, "These are my guys." And then, you know, and if you and again, like, so at that time, uh, I'm a young kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the fuck John Tullis is. Mm-mm. So, like, if you're just going to introduce this guy as like, he's just a guy that wears sweats. <laughs> <laughs> and blows a whistle. He seems like, obnoxious. It's like, you went from Bobby the Brain Heenan to this fucking Jamoke? Are you fucking kidding me? Did you realize you're not Kurt Henning? Like, do you have amnesia? And like, do you do you yeah. owe him money? And that, that was, was one like, as a kid that just like it blew my mind. Yeah, I was like, well, Bobby the Brain Heenan, he he's the manager of all. Yeah, <laughs> he's the main event guy. Guys. Yeah, yeah, and now. The guy from, and like <laughs> in my mind, I just, uh, I tied him to that TV show coach. Oh, okay. And I, right. So yeah, like yeah. every time I thought of him, I was just like, I thought of that show. I'm oh, like, Craig T. What Nelson's the fuck coming. Is going. On? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where's Dauber? <laughs> Let's see. That would be. Uh, that's a good crossover if they uh, if they actually like pull that together and they were like, oh yeah, you know, Craig T. Nelson's going to be. Uh, perfect's manager. It makes sense because he's he's coaching Minnesota State in that show, right? Like, <laughs> Kurt Henning's from Minnesota. That makes sense to me. John Tolis doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me. And also, you didn't say his name was fucking John Tolis. You exactly. were just like, here's the coach. What the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> Excellent the coach choice. Of what? <laughs> the coach of the coach of Henning for about forty five minutes. And then Bret Hart's like, I'm taking your fucking tights and, and your title. And John Tolis, you can go fuck off with those That's two. That's the only show I ever remember him being on, too. It's that 90, 91 SummerSlam. 
<laughs> but I, I just always remember being like, why is that guy there? Who is he? What's and the, why is he here? What's the point of view? <laughs> That's a good one. I, I, he was under the radar <laughs> for me. <laughs> um, you said you had maybe uh, another one or two that, uh, that you were banking there? Okay, yeah. So I have two that well, I'll just touch on quick because I, I they, they didn't do too much, but so kimchi with <laughs> Kamala because it was literally just Steve Lombardi <laughs> yeah, dr- and dressed as I don't know what he was supposed in a beekeeper to be dressed outfit. as but he they already had Harvey Whippleman so it was like completely yeah. pointless to have another guy well that, he was the handler who didn't speak he was well, but yeah. he could that's the thing it's like all right here's, this well, is the, this is the lore of uh, of kimchi or friday uh, this is where he makes it. I'm going to talk you out of it. I'm going to tell you that here's okay. here's my this is my pro wrestling lesson for the week. Um, so Kamala always had a like a U.S. manager, right? So he had mm-hmm. a guy that was like, and the the story was always so when he's with Skandar Akbar in in uh, Mid South and in World Class. Uh, Skandar Akbar is like, I've used all of my money and my resources to scour, you know, deepest, darkest Africa to get the biggest savage I could. And I need Friday to be here because Friday's the only one that can communicate with him and help okay. him yeah, I'm not that familiar with understand that. the orders that I'm giving him to go after the Von Erichs or Magnum or whoever it was that he was going up against. WWF, it's the same thing. It's, uh, you know, it eventually was Whippleman, but it was Blassie before that. It was uh, Fuji. It was Grand Wizard. But they always had Kimchi or Friday in the mix. And it was okay. always explained that, like, Friday's here. He doesn't have to. You don't have to know who he is. That's why he wears a mask and a hat. But he's here to do my bidding and help Kamala understand. And, right. Exactly. All right. All right. So Still. flowers for Kimchi. Yeah. Okay. This one I'll stand behind no matter right, what. Go ahead. Diana Hart as the British oh. Bulldogs. <laughs> she Holy was, fuck, she, you she want was, to talk about useless? She was so bad. Didn't she start wearing like a crown too? A crown and a sash? Yeah. Because she had actually won like a pageant in Calgary, which by the way is is that's about as fixed as any sort of uh, <laughs> a, a, a heart. Oh, yeah. A heart yeah. wins a, a beauty contest in Canada. Listen, Get the fuck out that of here family with that. is a has a story <laughs> dynasty in the professional wrestling business. No doubt about it. She is <laughs> the fucking skid mark on it. <laughs> she is because she was she was. Even if you go back and you watch that great match that they had at SummerSlam '92. Oh my God, she's unbearable. They they cut the camera to her eight hundred times during the match. She's so bad. All she's doing is like looking like, oh, I'm so concerned for both guys, and I don't know who to root for. And it's like, shut the fuck up. And then you would always then, root like, for your husband over your brother. Come on. And then like when they brought her into the fold, when like they had Bulldog going after the title in like '96. Yep. With Michaels, and where, they had like, the sexual harassment thing, and uh, with Clarence Mason and Clarence. all that stuff, which I <laughs> well, think it br- you could probably you could probably I, throw him in there. I don't know. Now brought the, brought the word the Cla- Clarence Mason to us, <laughs> the what who would be one of the the founders in the nation of domination. Um, without Clarence Mason, there is no rock. Um, <laughs> if, yeah, if you do a six in, degrees in, 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 around, in a roundabout way, um, uh, so maybe without Diana, Diana Hart Smith, there's no uh, Rocky. 
Uh, no, that that's a bridge too far. I can't come back <laughs> on that one. But yeah, she anytime that she was involved, she can't act to save her no, life. She was just that's the thing. It's like, all right, she's uh, part of the Hart family, married to top guy, yeah. blah 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 blah. But when she's at, and then they had her like be at ringside, mm-hmm. which was like really bad because. Yeah. She literally brought nothing to this. She doesn't game. know where to stand. She's but like, she, <laughs> yeah. So she has like no trick, like, which you're coming from the fucking heart family. Yeah. Someone should have, Stu should have taught you at least where to stand. If uh, Diana just stand over there in the, in the side and clap a lot, I guess, huh? I'm going to stretch your brother's downstairs. But then they would do like long vignettes with her. I know. About like, like the, the sexual harassment chart. <laughs> it's just like so goddamn <laughs> bad. It was so bad. Uh, I think who you might have to blame that one on. That might be a Bruce Pritchard, early Vince Russo collaboration. Uh, oh, I mean, don't be surprised if if the uh, if if the arrow points back towards Vinnie Rue on that one because uh, yeah, love, I, w- I, would, I love the soap but, opera. Um, but, but at yeah. the same time, they had her come in a few times. Yeah, and yeah. every time they did it, it was not good. She was fucking clueless. She was bad at standing around. And looking concerned, which is the easiest thing to do, in yeah. my opinion. All right, <laughs> that's a that's a bad one. Um, I'm gonna pop one more in here, um, and it's it is a family member. Uh, TNA. Lacey von Eric was the shits. Oh. Lacey von Eric was the shits. <laughs> Woof! It, is all I have to it's say. It's unfortunate that her father passed away before he could he could kind of pass off a little bit of like dumb person charisma to her um but like a fucking bored she again a person that like somebody must have said like hey Lacey von eric's 21 years old and show she's willing to come on the road with us we just have to give her like a prominent spot and they're like i got it beautiful people are red hot uh we need to switch up the dynamic we'll bring Lacey in It'll be like, here's the legacy girl. You never thought the one of the Von Erics would turn a heel. And then there she is. And A, woof, terrible at ringside. Mm-hmm. Another girl didn't know, the ring. didn't know where to stand. Worse in the ring, like to a point where they were like, she can only be in six-man tag matches or six-woman tag team matches or multi-ones. And you're going you're gonna to tag her in just like you would tag in Jimmy Hart in a multi-person match. She comes in, does two stomps, and then runs back to the corner. And somebody else takes over from there. Like, get her out as fast as possible. Um, and I, I, I don't... I, she does, like, indie stuff now, but I think she just does waving and, and appearances mm-hmm. and signs yeah. autographs. Like, I think she finally got it where she's like, uh, yeah, I'm just going to cash in on my last name uh, and I'll just sign merchandise from there and I'll sign pictures of my dad or I'll take beautiful pictures of myself. But bad, just bad bad news in and around the ring so uh lacy von eric would be uh somebody that would make my my notes list here i have one more okay that's gonna be a, a very hot take you said you kind of teased this at the end of the last episode you said you had a hot take and on this, one. this is this is specific so this person had multiple runs in multiple companies mm-hmm. Uh, under different names. However, this specific one I think was bad 
because it overshadowed the person that it was supposed to be getting over. Mm, okay. Sonny. Hmm. With okay. the body Donnas. Okay. I specifically think that the hmm. Sonny character is the reason Chris Candido did not get over in oh, the yeah. WWF. Yeah. 100% no doubt was about it. counterintuitive to mm-hmm. what she was supposed to be doing. She overshadowed who she was supposed to be ex- you know, showing off, exemplifying. Yeah. She's, supposed to, she's supposed to be someone that gets this guy over. And in, in turn, overshadowed him. And as you can see, she became... And it's not that she was... So that I don't think that she was bad. She wasn't a bad talker. She was great at that. Oh yeah, I was gonna say like she she did well at that. But everything she touched turned to shit because hmm. she went from the body Donnas. Oh, she went from Skip to begin with by well, himself. Well, Skip, yeah, Skip. Yeah. To then they brought in Tom Pritchard because they're like, well, this isn't working with just this guy. Yeah. Now let's make it a tag team. Now let's mm-hmm. make it a tag team. Then they moved on from the body Donna's and put her with the smoking guns. And she did like, yeah. Who then quickly went away. Then Godwins. She, then she went with the Godwins who shortly after that went away. Yeah. <laughs> then she just was like a backstage interviewer. Ah, you're you're missing. She did manage Farouk when he first yes. came in, and he had the condom helmet on. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, and hey, WWF ninety six. Some of this has to do with bad creative, <laughs> but at the same time, Chris Candido, every everywhere else, yeah. she was with Chris Candido. He looked like a million dollars, and she was a yeah. complimentary piece. To the puzzle there she became the focus and it's hmm. not i don't think that it's her fault if i'm going to be 100 percent honest with you i just think that the way that the booking went and the way that the creative was for her and him at the time hmm. was counterintuitive to what it was supposed to be right yeah which if we're talking about valets the valet is supposed to be uh the you know they're supposed to elevate right the yeah. person they're that they're enhan- with they're enhancing the act they're enhancing the act yeah and she overtook the act it's funny because she's great in smoky mountain um exactly she's the- great in smoky mountain she was she was no i wouldn't say great but she was good in ecw See, this is the thing. She was good in ECW because there were so many people around. Like, so that she's with the Triple Threat at that time, and she's with Chris. And Chris knows Chris is more confident in ECW than he was in WWF, right? Well, not to mention she's fucking half the roster behind his well, back. Well, yeah, I mean that's that probably yeah. doesn't help the the fact. I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that in a second because that <laughs> that's I think that's the biggest problem here. So, but she's got she's working with a more confident, more like elevated Chris. So she doesn't have to like overarch and she's not being told by somebody backstage saying like you should be like he's he's undercard and you should be 
you should be Miss Elizabeth now, or you should be Sherry Martell, and all that other, you know, all the other accolades that she was probably getting from the higher ups in the WWF as she was starting to ascend, and she's starting to get more over than than Chris was. Um, yes. So in, EC, in ECW, he's he's a made man by the time that she comes in a year later. Yeah, but she's true. also in the so it, and then they've got the factions where it's Shane's got uh, Francine. And Francine's mm-hmm. got more confidence, and Francine had been there longer, so Tammy's taking a back seat to Francine. But they're all kind of working together in the in the in the stable, triple threat, and a little bit of bickering. So she she got a little bit better. Then she really went off the fucking deep end when she got to WCW. It was Vince Russo was like, oh, "I got Sonny on my show." Yeah, did you look at her before she came out? Like how she's mm-hmm. all puffy faced and and pilled up and really looks like a fucking like a shell of herself and you were like well we're gonna we're gonna get the sunny magic back and you bury you went back to burying chris and chris was in the the cruiserweight division as like a fucking opening match guy having exactly. shit matches with like the the fucking maestro and and i want to be clear in saying this i don't want to make this an indictment on her as a performer because i thought that she played mm-hmm. the character she did well right. however it didn't match up with in the role that yeah. he was supposed to be in she overshadowed the in-ring performer which then is completely counterintuitive yeah to what she's the role in general and i think more of it has to do with the booking Mm-hmm. And Vince McMahon's horniness than it does with well, and that anything else. That's why I'll say, that's why I'll say like I, I mentioned it a little bit before that like I think backstage in WWF that also yes. there's a lot of things that were going on there that somebody's in her ear saying like you're a big star you're a big star look at you like the, the camera loves you 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 should be you should be doing more you should be you shouldn't be with Chris you should be like work your way away yeah. from Chris you should be with the mm-hmm. tag team champions. You know, you're the new this one. You're the new that one. And then it was, well, I broke up with Chris. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm, I'm with Shawn Michaels. And I'm also with Davey every once in a while. But don't tell Diana because she'll just be a zombie at ringside again. Um, but, you know, I've got now. I'm, and Candido's still there at the whole and time. And Candido's there, like, suffering. In, 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 and that's, again, that's another side of it that's pretty that, tragic. That- and, I think that that I mean after what uh, especially Dark's, after watching Dark, the Dark Side, Side yeah yeah so like you then also have so much empathy for him absolutely because it it's such it's not only like not only are you not doing what you were brought in to do but now you're just being a shitty person uh, right exactly yeah so she you're right she did him no favors um, it is a hot take because like there's for I mean she's. She at the time she was the most downloaded woman on AOL from '93 until probably about '97. She's which is like the craziest thing that like a, a woman in wrestling who never even like wrestled, yeah, is the most popular downloaded image on the internet. That's insane. Horny and that horny was, teenage that, boys win. <laughs> exa- you speak to someone's success in something like that. Yeah, yeah. But my my whole thing is, I think that as in the role she was meant to be in, 
mm-hmm. it was counterintuitive to what she was supposed to be doing, and that's why I personally think she was not good. She's she's in that role, and yeah. I thought that Tammy, Tammy, in Smoky Mountain, Tammy in even ECW, mm-hmm. she played the role well. It was a better representation. She did what she was it. supposed to do. Mm-hmm. She helped elevate yep. Candido, where I think that had he not been brought in with her, mm-hmm. he might have had much more success than he uh, wound up having within like the WWF at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, this is probably a topic for another day where we kind of break down, like, because that body Donna's gimmick, like. It's a bad gimmick. It's a bad it gimmick. It is a bad gimmick. But There's a million other ways to do it, and I think like that's that would be a good like uh, exercise in rehabilitate. You still yes, do a version yes. of the oh body, my God. but rehabilitate yeah. this this team of dude. That is definitely Chris and Tammy an, I, for that's definitely a, an idea for another show because yeah. <laughs> there are so many bad gimmicks that yeah. uh, great performers got saddled got stuck with, with that yeah, got sucked that into really hindered their career. Yeah. All right. Well, again, this I I, I think we we fairly uh, criticized a bunch of valets and managers and uh, side pieces and and lack of mouthpieces uh, for one episode. <laughs> Sapphire, that's the last Sapphire, one I have on yeah, my list. She Sapphire. was on my she was on my list too. I know. <laughs> Fuck. It was a rib on Dusty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were like, oh, come that's on. the last one I had on my list. Common man's got to have a black girlfriend. Oh yeah, she's fifty eight. Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Dusty would be seen with a fifty eight year old woman out in public. Go ahead, go ahead with that one. Right down, right down Broadway. Uh, oh, let's put her in a match or two against Sherry Martel, a fucking. A, and then she just a, doesn't show up. A living pro wrestling angel, <laughs> Sherry Martel, who bumps for everybody in the fucking world. Now has to do roll up losses to this fucking roly poly. Um, you know, and that's not body shaming. That's literally like how they cast her as a roly poly uh, dance partner for goofy ass Dusty. That's okay. I'll t- I'll, I'll get it over, baby. Um, the polka dots. <laughs> I'll get the polka dots over. I'll get Sapphire over. Just a comma man, baby. <laughs> I do like. All right, I, I will say that Sapphire. Uh, when they're briefly, she was with DiBiase, and she's wearing a fur coat and holding the Ted DiBiase <laughs> yeah. uh, buddy wrestling buddy. I'm like, all right, I get it. Now I get it. She's good now. <laughs> Bring her back. Oh, she's dead. But no, <laughs> let's give her a second run. <laughs> I would I would love to see Ted DiBiase be like Dusty. You never got to do this, and he just like dips her and starts making out with Sapphire on camera. <laughs> yeah. oh, Ted would have Ted would have rolled that way, but that's uh, that's gonna wrap up this episode. Um, again, future episodes we'll 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 have a little bit deeper dive. Maybe we'll have to do best valets like at some point. And, yeah, I think uh, we do the uh, the opposite. The opposite highlight highlight oh, instead of the low light. We're certainly gonna we're gonna. You know, we're going to give a shine to to managers at one point too, because um, there's a, a laundry list of like great managers and um, really uh, really successful valets, and I think there's like really good valets out there that we could give a shine to. So, um, so that wraps it up for this uh, this episode. Uh, Tommy, thanks for uh, for jumping on and uh, forging the, uh, the, <laughs> the 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 uh, the the tough to the tough to watch managers. And uh, I hope you're not haunted by uh, the whistling of John Tolis when you go to sleep tonight. John Tolis will forever be in my head. <laughs> All right. Um, so that, that, that'll wrap it up for us. Uh, we hope you guys have a great evening, and, uh, and we'll, we'll catch you soon.